Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is a Monday, you know what that means. It's time for another AEW Weekly Review. I am your host, I guess, as always, your boy Big Tasty. I'm joined by Twitter provocateur Aaron Statland Sutcliffe. Aaron, how's it going, mate? <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> It's only the Joshi stands that are coming after me. It's yeah, like Twitter tw- 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 getting real spicy right now. Tw- getting ratioed and everything. So that's apparently. <laughs> I cool. don't even know what that means. I'm too old, mate. I don't know what that means. <laughs> apparently, I'm ratioed because. Is it like if more people comment than like? Yeah. So yeah. it's something to do with the number of likes you get, isn't it? I know that. It's, it's, a very, it's a very Instagram thing, isn't it? It sounds like a very yeah, Instagram it's thing. Bit, it's like because I've said something different and quite a few people disagree with it. I'm the ratioed one. Well, the joke's on like, them. The joke's on them, mate, because I run a business and I know that on social media, any interaction is good. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> get, <laughs> get wrecked. They still haven't replied to me and my question, so I win technically. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're going to dive down the grubby shaft of Tony Khan's dopamine mine. Um, and we're going to start our, our journey this week. So this is a, a bit of a back-to-front one this week. We've got Rampage first and Dynamite second, which I don't quite know how... I've, so I watched... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a bit of warning here. I watched most of this. It was a, a packed weekend of AW, and I've had a really busy weekend, like the taproom to up at the brewery. I've been all over the place. I watched most of AW last night, and I'd had some wine. I watched most of it yesterday, bar the buy-in. Right. So hopefully it's relatively fresh in our... Yeah, alcohol adult brains. So I watched um, buying what Saturday and the rest Sunday. So, I, mean, I, I, I literally I was in the top room all day Saturday, so it was it was all yesterday, and I watched like the last oh, half hour of Dynamite this morning. So I was at a wrestling show. So oh sweet, yeah. Uh, who was on? Anyone? Hey, no, it's a Scottish company called W3L. The biggest name they had there was a uh, Looking Sharp. Oh yeah, or Blondie Barrett as well. He's That's... an older wrestler. But looking sharp being there was quite oh, all right, okay, fucking hell. No, um, no Jack Jesters or nothing like that. No, 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 no. That that's November when we go IC Dub. Oh sweet. So top lad, top lad, Jack. If if you, if you, anyone listening, if you've if you've not seen a Jack Jester, check him out. He's a he's a top boy. Yes. Oh, nice guy. Anyway, so we're gonna start off this week with the buy-in. So this was a free content. <laughs> Three match card. For, it's available on YouTube. It was. It, we. I watched it on Fight because for the, didn't have to deal with the adverts. Oh, was it on Fight as well? I didn't even. Yeah, it was like you know. Remember, remember last week when they split Rampage into like two parts the other week? Yeah. It was kind of like that. All right. Okay. I didn't even notice. I just watched it on YouTube. So yeah. Um. So it was three matches. Uh, was there? I think there was. Was there a yeah. promo? Was there a promo as well? No, there was. Uh, no. There was a promo. Because I've got it written down. All right, I've got it up on my notes, but we'll, we'll cross yeah. the bridge when it comes to it. Uh, so first up, then we had Take On Day, uh, accompanied by Anna Jay versus Santana Garrett. So uh, Santana Garrett, she's she's been around and she, she's been in. She been did she start at Impact and then go to WWE and then? Oh, I don't know if she started at Impact or not. 
I think she was just an Indian and she was in a me young class. Wasn't she one of the ones that um, Sam Shaw was creeping on in Impact way back when? Oh, maybe. Ah, that sounds right, actually. Was she Britney? Oh, aye, that sounds familiar, actually. Aye, we'll go with that. Yeah. Let's just assume that. <laughs> she had, like, it was one, like, they had, like, they tried, like, Sam Shaw, who's now uh, Dexter Lumis, uh, he had the very, basically the same gimmick in, in TNA a couple of years back, and it was, he just creeped on a load of different women, so it started off as Christy Hemming, and they all, they all just left, hopefully not because of the angle, hopefully they just moved on, but it started off with, like, Christy Hemming, like, she left, and then it was uh, Brittany for a bit. Which I think is Santan, uh, Santan, Santan. I can't say Santana, apparently. Uh, Santana Gareth. <laughs> I keep trying yeah. to say like Satanta, which is like the old um, sports channel that used to be on like Sky. The, the what channel? Satana. Satanta. Come on, there was like, there was like a, a rival to Sky Sports that came over. It was like an Irish channel and it lasted about two years and then went bankrupt. Uh, oh, didn't, do, didn't do very well. <laughs> they, had, they, had, they had Des Lynham uh, um, when he retired from being on, uh, on the BBC. Okay, okay. Fair. So, yeah. <clears throat> this match was, yeah, it was fine, I thought. For an opening match on a free show, Ty could was, have been worse. Ty was pretty over. Everyone likes her. She is over. I, I, that's, that's good to see. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a weird one. It was kind of a squash. It didn't go very long, and like Ty won it quite handily. But um, Santana had a lot of the like early offense. Yeah, it was. Courtney got a rush at the end, didn't she? Really to get the win. And Ty just went, "Well, how about four pump kicks in the corner?" Uh, and then a DD tie, and it was like, "Okay, yeah, that's fine." Yeah, yeah, so Santana it, over a bit as well. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was. Perfectly good fun. Um, nice to see a women's match start the show up as well, which is quite nice. Yep. It's good to see. Right, then next up, a match that I was a little bit more interested in because yeah. um, this was a guy I've not seen a lot of, but I'm quite... A lot of people have talked about very highly to me. So this was Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty. Yes. Um, Lee Moriarty, big fan. I'm yeah. pretty sure I had him in my top 10 matches of the first half of the year. So this is the first time I've... Re- I've I, I, Caught a few like clips of him on dark and elevation. This is the first time I've really properly seen him. Yeah, yeah, I got match Mania weekend where Rich won, which was really good. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I mean, he, he seems really good. Yeah, he is a very good wrestler, and his music fucking slaps. Yeah, so. the music is a banger. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. so at the start of this match, it really felt like the crowd didn't really know. It's not quite a bit of apathy from the crowd. It's like Bobby Fish is a bit old now, and he's kind of you kind of WWE sort of booked him into the ground, and and sort of he's a, he's a bit of a, not damaged goods, but like he's, he's got to sort of rebuild his like sort of indie cred yeah. back up a bit. You feel? Yeah, he's like just a bigger. He was basically a bigger name jobber. Yeah, like at NXT. I, what, what do they call them again? Glorified jobber. There you go. Jobber to the stars. Jobber's list. <laughs> Uh, and then Lee Moriarty, like I don't think anyone knew who he was. But then throughout the course of this match, you really got the feeling that he he kind of won the crowd over a bit with with, with his sort of in ring performance. Um, yeah. I think I think the crowd really got behind Moriarty in this, and for good reason because he was he was pretty damn good. He is a very very good wrestler. Like if you haven't seen his stuff, literally is. Yeah, he seemed to have really good chemistry with Bobby Fish as well. Yeah. I say he can do the technical wrestling. He's quite flippy as well. Like I thought, a striker. Well, yeah, and Bobby Fish is certainly a man who can who can strike. So they, they you know, they, they certainly 
work well together there. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of limb work in this match, which is really good. Um, like Bobby Fish does that, just those like really stiff kicks, doesn't he? That that look really really yeah. cool. Um, he definitely clicked a lot better. I mean, I I still maintain that his match against Sammy wasn't the travesty that some people would have you believe it to be. I don't think it was a travesty, but, but I def- just say it was he definitely, serviceable. He definitely clicked a lot better here with Rikarati yeah. than he did with Sammy last week. Sammy may just been a bit too fast. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting on. He's in his forties, Bobby. You know, he's uh, he can't he can't be doing all that. Remember that fucking knee of his can blow at any minute. It's like the Kevin Nash quad. <laughs> he has had some serious knee injuries. Yeah, you've got to like, be. You've got to be careful there. Kevin Nash quad. If he walks, it could just pop. <laughs> And yeah, Bobby Fish picks up the win by literally just drills. Um, so Moriarty's on his knees, and Bobby just drills him with like a stiff kick to the side of the face. Yeah, uh, stiff striking. <laughs> he just knocks him, the, knocks him the f out basically, and uh, and that's it. Uh, after this match, well, it was before this match. Is that as a promo it builds up um, Masvidal being at Rampage next? Oh, is that um, the one where he was like, at the top team? Like training, um, yeah, I really like the gym. Yeah, it was very good. He's got like, like really good natural charisma, hasn't he? Someone who's not a trained wrestler. Who, Masvidal? Yeah. Again, I, I, you don't know who he is, do you? No, I know. I've not never really. seen him ever before. It's genuinely just the next, or what was the next, Conor McGregor. Right. It's basically his attitude in UFC. Like him and Nate Diaz literally had a match. A UFC match for the BMF title, which was made for that match, basically, which is the baddest motherfucker title. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, he, he just really, he really pleasantly shocked me about about how how easy he was on camera and how charismatic he was. He, he spoke. He, he speaks really. He doesn't like stumble over his words. Or you know. he's a, he is literally a showman. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, it's a great promo, not only from Masvidal, but how they big up. To Santos as well. Yeah. Like, not, it's not just about Masvidal. And, uh, and, the, the, and the, drip, about the drip is just next level. And you've got his fucking drip as well. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just insane. Like, there's no need. Uh, when he's hit, when he's wearing, like, a D and... He's like Miro, but if Miro was an MMA fighter, basically. So, I still can't get over that. I, assume, I hope at full gear... We're getting Jericho versus Masvidal. Well, we'll get we'll get to that because we'll it, get to it, that. It does, it does advance <laughs> over the course of these, the next two days, doesn't it? Uh, oh. Before before that, we're gonna I mean, before we can have our, our delicious MMA dessert, we're going to have to talk about Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. I mean, this is like the MMA star, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was very stiff. <laughs> this was like this was like a fine chicken liver pate before the main oh. course. Um, Except the chicken of a path, he wants to punch you aggressively in the face. So, on their name tags, before we get into the match, Suzuki's was won his lone match versus Danielson in New Japan 2004. 2004. 2004. Five years into Danielson's wrestling career. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, Danielson's was just pretty basic. Vow to inflict violence and sadism. <laughs> I, w- I, I mean, I, w- I was going to say that 2004 was 17 years ago, but then that just made me really upset. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was like, nine years old. <laughs> I was doing my year nine sats. There you go. At least yep. <laughs> still in primary school. Mate. <laughs> 
Uh, right. So, I mean, what can you say? I mean, so this was like, this was like instant. It was almost at the crown anticipation level of Brian B. Kenny, wasn't it? Yeah, it had that it had that like crackle of like of that murmur anticipation through the crowd as it was like sort of gearing up to go. Yeah, which yeah. was just oof. The, I mean, the, this crowd can get in the bin though. For what? Just oh, right. I, I get why. Why were they doing Spanish chants throughout the whole show and Rampage and Dynamite? It's it's in Miami, mate. It's like one of those Spanish parts of the United States, right? Right, so so is that literally it? Probably, so yeah. Because, because when you're doing CCC, there's a bit of... Uh, back in the day, there was a guy who is now getting done for, like, sexual assault and that, that used to go CCC constantly, got the crowd to go CCC for him. No one else done it. And it just feels a bit... I mean that, mm. that sounds that sounds like a you problem if you're making that in, mm. if you're making that association. I'm I'm just saying that there's the guy that done it all the time is uh, just a nobody in AW has ever said the words Alberto Del Rio. It's fine. <laughs> you said his name. Oh, he's coming in gay. <laughs> he's going to talk and try and goose me. <laughs> Kid, that me. Oh, but I, I, the the crowd. There was a, another point as well. They put me off the show, but it's not because they just chant in Spanish. It was just. I mean, regardless, regardless of what language they were using, <laughs> they were they were they were red hot for this match, and the and it was um and if you looked at like at the, when they, every time I cut to the crowd, it seemed to be like almost a 50-50 split between because there wasn't really any. It's because it's a weird one because like Suzuki should be the heel because he's like an evil murder bastard. But he's yeah. Minoru Suzuki, so everyone loves him. So you can't really boo him. But he's Japanese Goldberg. You've yeah. got to boo him. But he's also, <laughs> but yeah, but he's also one his probably last ever US tour, and like this is a massive deal, and you kind of want to see it. So you know, you're kind of glad he's here. You know, it's 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 a weird dynamic because he's he's sort of the heel and he sort of works heel, but everyone wants to cheer him anyway because he's a main because he's like a mad bastard. I I would, I would like to say right now that I, I do not think he's Japanese Goldberg. I'm just seeing <laughs> what the Twitter said. <laughs> no, he's, he's Japanese Goldberg if people give a shit about Goldberg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Can do a lot more for the guy that's a guy that's like similar age as well. So I mean, there's only like ten years between Danielson and Suzuki. They're not, they're not that. Yeah, you know, it's not like Ric Flair's get back in the ring or anything. No, there's it's not. What 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 is he? How, how old is he? Fifty. Fifty-three, I think. Fifty-three. Yeah. F- see if I can move at fifty-three like that. So there was a moment. Like, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about like the, the cool stiff spots in a bit. But there's a moment that really impressed me, like in terms of athleticism, when um, Suzuki had like the armbar over the um, ropes, like the rope on the armbar. Uh, the triangle choke. Yeah, and then when he when he yeah. let it go, he just like sort of did a backflip and landed on his feet on the outside. Yeah, he, he does like, that like every match. <laughs> he was like, oh shit. <laughs> He does that like every match. Is like stop. I can't do that. <laughs> uh, we need to talk about probably the highlights of the match, which for me was the point where they were literally just standing in next to each other, down to the hit them as hard as they could. Okay, uh, are you on about the very last strike that put Danielson down in his place, or just in general? No, I'm talking about the one earlier. On. I'm talking about the one earlier on where he just Suzuki just hit him with a forearm and he just like crumpled to the mat. The, oh, the forearm, right? Yeah. Okay. And, and he, sort, he sort of crumbled to the mat and he got up. He had a little cut on his cheek. 
Yeah, he had a legit cut. That's <laughs> scary. <laughs> yeah, Danielson obviously throwing in the yes kicks, kicking the shit out of Suzuki's chest. Um, Suzuki going with the chops, going with the forearms. Yeah, there was a really fun part where um, Suzuki sort of got in Bryce's face a bit because Bryce was telling him to like back off, and then he goes like got in his face, and then he like straightened up his he straightened Bryce's collar for him and like straightened up his like his sleeves on his on his rep outfit. God. Fucking love Suzuki. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, this was just a really, really fun match. I mean, we, I couldn't even attempt to go to go through everything that happened. Um, just give it a watch. It's on YouTube. There's no reason you shouldn't. It's twenty. It's twenty minutes. You know, it's less than an episode of The Simpsons to watch it. Just get on it. Get on it. No, I am intrigued to see what uh, Uncle Dave gives it. To be honest. Yeah. Or is he already given a rating for it? I don't, I've not seen anything on, on, on the social. I mean, I, I don't subscribe. I only get these things secondhand when people report them. But um, it was, I mean, Danielson, man, he's been such a good investment, hasn't he, in terms of already for AW in terms of match quality. Yeah. Uh, it's just ridiculous. I, I mean, I, I want to say, like, every one of his matches, like, his singles matches has been a legitimate banger. <laughs> Yeah, it has been. I don't think he's had a bad match yet, to be honest. I don't think he can have a bad match, like especially one on one. Not when he's not when he's doing Ring of Honor, Brian Danielson. No, no. I, as I say, I didn't really enjoy him in WWE because yeah, you you were watching like like the Diet Coke version of Brian Danielson. Yeah, it just it was just typical wrestler. Yeah, this is for sugar. This baby, it's not your teeth. This is. This is rotten, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I mean, the only way for this match to end, really, is Danielson wins by just annihilating Suzuki with a massive running knee. Yeah, the massive running knee, which is now three finishers he's got. So he's still using the running knee. That's... Yeah, so he's, he's got the running knee for his pain, he's got a little bell lock, and he's got the cambulation. Three finishers, fucking hell! That's quite the fucking. But yeah, so that's uh, that's it for the buy-in. Um, so this was all. I said this was all available for free. Live it was it was brought live on YouTube, I believe, and then it was um, it's just available to watch on the band now. So um, please do go and watch it. I'd say, I mean, I'd say, I think all three of these matches are worth watching. But I mean, if you really push for time and you've only got twenty minutes, definitely give the main event a go because it is going to be in the discussion for match one of the matches of the year by the time it's all. Said and done, I think. Yeah, when we do our fucking second half of the year, I, I think most of us are going to have this in it. It's bad, isn't it? So, like, I mean, I, I've said this before, but like, Brian Danielson, man, he was in the main event of WrestleMania this year. Yeah, I, I keep reminding myself <laughs> this every week. And now here he is in AEW fighting Minoru Suzuki <laughs> on YouTube. Oh. Edge, what are you did, pal, in a, <laughs> a mid card fucking rivalry with Seth Rollins. What a Ooh. what a what a wild year it's been for, for just all of wrestling. And the year's not even out. Oh, please don't shit me for calling that rivalry mid card. <laughs> <laughs> right then, so as the show did, we will move straight into Rampage proper. So we're back to one hour, but we obviously have the extra hour on YouTube. And if they keep, I'm, I'm kind of okay if they want to keep doing this because I like the idea of Rampage as a sort of self-contained show being an hour long. But if they want to put another hour of wrestling out there for free, then fuck it, I'll give it, I'll give it a go. And it's not like it's not like it's just dark or anything as well. It's quite. Obviously. No, it's it's Daniel Bryan versus Minoru Suzuki, mate. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I can argue with that. 
It's so. a big. It's a big old match. <laughs> uh, so then, next up, then we had well to start rampage. We have CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. Seidel gets his entrance on the buy-in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matt Seidel does not get an entrance on rampage. Uh, so I, I didn't realize this. This I saw a picture on Twitter. These guys actually wrestled in WWE as well when he was Evan Bourne. Yeah, it was um, in the promo. Sorry, there was another promo in the buy-in for this just at the end of that. Oh, match. yeah, that's like a sort of lead-in. Yeah, it I was mean, in I, that promo. I think I was too busy just like convulsing after that Suzuki match to, to pay attention to it. What Was there a picture of it on, in that promo? I definitely saw it on Twitter. I, I mean, it, I was, could, it could well have been on, on this show as well. Uh, would they get, would they have WWE footage? Is that a thing they'd be able that's to That's what I'm thinking. I remember seeing the folks. It's Evan Bourne kicking Punk in the leg. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll rewatch it and tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. Not right now, though. But, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, so this match, this match was I, one. I, I thought it was really enjoyable, but it also I think it kind of suffered a bit having to follow Danielson Suzuki. I mean, if you didn't watch it straight after, it was fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I went straight in, and it was yeah. It wasn't, uh, I, it, it wasn't like it wasn't a bad match. It just it just suffered from having to follow that a little bit. I thought again, me being upset, then it had a break in between. I thought I thought this was one of Punk's better matches. Yeah, Seidel is definitely a really good like match for him in terms of the the different skills. So like Seidel's just he can he can he can wrestle that quicker pace but Punk's a little bit bigger so he can sort of do the do the power game and it was kind of like a a sort of variation of the match with Derby wasn't it but not quite as not quite as reckless um, not quite as fast and yeah. ridiculous and um there, there's a sign a man says Punk fears Hook yes no notice how Hook's not kicking about Nah, Punk's got a fucking restraining order. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be mad if, like, Hook's first match is, like, beating CM Punk. I mean, why not? Like, I mean, you can you can have all the fuckery with Ricky Starks. And is it, isn't CM Punk a massive mark for Taz anyway? Yeah. Yeah. So why wouldn't you, then? I, I think, I honestly, I think there's a decent chance that that is Punk's first loss. Is what, Hook? Hook? Hook, yeah, I think Ricky Starks and Hobbs fuck about and, like, lay him out and Hook just comes in and, like, gets the pin. Why not though? Why not? I mean, who who better? I mean, we have just said that Hook's first match is going to be CM Punk. Yeah, what if he just beats him? Like again, through fuckery. I mean, he could get QTS and then Ricky Stark could run, hit him with the FCW belt, and put the body of Hook on top of CM Punk. I mean, I'm not going to argue with it. <laughs> it'd be great to see the fans would be going fucking come on do it in Chicago I dare you oh, <laughs> I no. dare you you know do it in, do it in Brooklyn maybe <laughs> maybe do it in do it in Hook territory but uh, but yeah I'd, I'd be down for that um, so yeah loads again like lots of this was a really dense match in terms of like spots and sort of things that happened yeah, I, I've got notes for a couple of the key, like just some cool parts of it. Go on, than... yeah, to take it away, dude. Yeah, just there was a twist in arm drive with Matt Seidel, um, like reversed out of the body slam when Punk went for the second one. Oh, so yeah. he'd done his first one, he went for a second, but Seidel just flipped and corkscrewed out of it with an arm drag. 
Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Again, uh, you, you forget that, like, Matt Sardell's really good at wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, like, maybe he was... Remember how, how good Evan Bourne was back in the day? Former yeah. team champ, mate. Yeah, he's still, he's still that good. Did, did he do anything else, title-wise? No, he just... Com- I mean, he, for I, I saw him, well, the first time I saw him was in the X Division in TNA way back when. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's an old X Division. He's, he's, he's hung with like the likes of Loki and AJ and, you know, the Guns and um, Christopher Daniels, like people like that. You've got all your old Ring of Honor a lot of years ago as well. Yeah. Uh, the Body Slam on the apron by CM Punk, that third one. That Excalibur mentions, even though he didn't hit the second one. But... Is that when Punk like slams on the apron and just starts laughing into the camera? Yeah. So he's one. again like sort of pushing the pushing the sort of the the boundaries towards the heel turn, like a little bit maybe. It, yeah, it, it started it stemmed from that promo, isn't it, from a couple of weeks ago? And he's just I, do we want him to turn right this minute? Because he's still going to get cheered if he turns, isn't he? I think you've you've, you've got to start laying the groundwork though, and like so. Yeah. You've got to start like putting the feelers out. It's going to be like, um, like you know, the young bucks heel turn took like six months. Uh, the Kenny's Kenny's one yeah. was a bit. I think yeah. they, they they like to do it. They like to lay the foundations for a heel turn. Like they don't like to just snap some of the turns. When do they? And they're not the big guys anyway. Yeah, I hope that they do it right. Anyway, just do a murder or <laughs> chop someone's pp off. Double, double turn him. <laughs> Punky hooks the double turn. There you go. <laughs> Let's go. Look <laughs> at Tony, coward. Taz turns on his own son for CM Punk. I mean, why not? I mean, that, you, you, if you want to get heat, so that's how you do it. <laughs> Taz just whipping hook with the FTW belt. <laughs> do it, cowards. Oh, eh, there was a... The, he hit the lightning spiral, which was... It's always cool to see. Yeah, um, that was that was a very close two count on that. As it well. was it was a very close two, but even the crowd were having none of that. Like, <laughs> nah, there was no noise whatsoever. <laughs> no one, no one thinks Matt was winning this one. <laughs> no noise came from the crowd on that too. It's such a shame. Uh, and now I've got a GTS. Yeah, yeah, good luck for the win. Yeah, and yeah, Punk gets the win. GTS still, uh, no one's uh, kicked out of it yet. In um. Yeah. You know, we, we, had a, we had a cheeky little Anacon device earlier on as well. Um, well, Seidel... Seidel got to the rope, yeah. With his ring general... His ring awareness. Ring awareness, that's the one. Hi. That one. Yeah, so yeah, fun match. Um, like you said, one of Punk's... Probably one of Punk's better matches since he came back. I mean, I've, I've, enjoyed, I, I've enjoyed all of them, but I think this was definitely what comes in at the top. I've been the sceptical one on this podcast about Punk... Not because he came back, because I'm one of Punk's biggest, but since he's came back, yeah, it's, it's been a bit average. But this, this definitely, this, I think this was an easy, not an easy, but I think this was a good opponent for him to work with in terms of how they how the two styles mesh together. And I think yeah. it, it really helped them make it, put on a really entertaining match. This is what, his fourth match now? Uh, Darby, Darby Hobbs, Daniel Garcia, and yeah. Garcia, hi. I like Garcia that, as well, though. I think, you know, Fact, yeah. I'm, I don't even know which one I put bottom. I think I, I'd I'd say Darby, the Darby ones at the bottom. To be honest, you reckon it's just gotten better and better every, uh, every match he's had. Yeah, I, Hobbs and Garcia can be about the same, and then I'd say this one. Probably I, really, is the I, really, best one. I think I enjoyed the 
like the in-ring action of Garcia more, but I enjoyed the story of the Hobbs match a bit more. Yeah, yeah. So they're kind of depending on what mood I'm in. The, like yeah, de- depending on what your fucking likeness is. Yeah. In my in my opinion, I'd say this has been his best match for him so far. Yeah, right. So then, speaking of best matches, we'll move on to Ruby Soho versus the Bunny. Um, to what I think was almost easily the Bunny's best match for quite a good a long time. Yeah, I, I, for a Ruby Soho match, I thought this was okay. <laughs> I mean, so the Bunny. I mean, without without getting without getting nasty, the Bunny's not. She's not like Thunder Rosa. She's not. You know, Hakari Shida. She's not. You know, on that level, with respect. You know, but. Um, the difference between putting her with, and again, with respect to all the people mentioned here, the difference between putting the bunny with someone like Ruby Soho versus putting them with someone with less experience, like an Anna Jay or a Ty Conti, is you get a match that's a lot smoother, as we see here. Yeah. Uh, also, the bunny's character is starting to... Yeah, she's doing a lot of things now. She's not just there anymore. Not so a, it does... Like a screaming and doing crazy eyes. Yeah, it does help a bit that she's actually got something happening for her because well, they've time. given her time to, to like mature on the on the on, on dynamite and like and, and rampage and show and like develop this character and to actually yeah. there's 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 history behind this now which is great because it's it's you know it's it's paying dividends and she's actually a heel that we don't like <laughs> yeah she's not, cool. she's not a cool heel she's just a, she's not a cool heel she's just a bit annoying and a bit a bit weird <laughs> Well, it's not X Pac either. <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's like you legitimately want to see her lose, not because you yeah. don't like Ali as a person, but because like the bunny character, you don't want to see win. Because yeah. she's a bit unsettling and it's a bit weird. <laughs> so yeah, so like, a lot of this match um sort of centered around the bunny trying to like basically hit Ruby in the head with stuff, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, um during the match, Ricky Starks um says he gambles on wrestling does tells him to be careful with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah um ruby soho gets shoved face first into a turnbuckle which looked lovely uh, but that really sucked <laughs> that really sucked um yeah. then the bunny hit that like running like elbow strike she hits like the sliding elbow which i think actually looked really good the, the one in the corner yeah 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 enjoy that um then again a lot of more faces into turnbuckles, which is always you know what people like. And the, the only thing that not it didn't like it didn't like put me out. The only thing that I found a bit weird was the finish. Just a backslide after yeah, it just yeah. kind, of, kind of came a little bit out of nowhere, which I, I guess is probably the, the I think because Ali sorry, Bonnie, because Bonnie is starting to get some relevancy in this women's division. I think they want to try and keep her strong. Yeah. So how, how many proper heels do we have? So in the women's Jade, division, Jade Cargill. Yep, Nyla. Nyla, but uh, is she? I mean, Nyla's kind of everyone of loves her, and, she, and she's feuding with Jade, kind of, and she's so yeah, yeah, exactly. She's probably um, more, more in the middle. Um, Brett Baker's a cool heel. Brett Baker's cool heel. She doesn't count. Um, yeah. so you've got Penelope, you've got literally the bunny Penelope. Um, Serena, she's just started, but yeah, she's, I'd, she's, I'd go for that. She's literally just turned heel. Uh, Emmy has like been making sort of heel moves. 
I haven't seen her in months. On Tor and Darkly, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's irrelevant. <laughs> um, that's kind of it, really, isn't it? In terms of heels, everyone else is sort of face. Exactly. So she, 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 she either went heel, then she just sort of quietly went face again, and like no one really realised. Exactly. Oh, um, Abaddon, but she's not been around for a while. And is she really a heel though? She's she's just, she's, she's a spooky zombie that everyone loves. So. Exactly. So, so so basically, Rampage and Dynamite. We've said what? There's four heels. Two of them are together. Two of them are this faction. Yeah, of, um, <laughs> of the Bunny and Penelope. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't wait. Brandy will come back soon and she'll be the, she'll be the mega heel over everyone. Oh, sh- hey, <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the, um, Ruby wins. So, this is about to Ruby wins this uh, with the backslide sort of roll up. And then after the match, Penelope, actually celebrating Penelope, comes out from the back and um, just blindsides her. They throw her back in the ring and they beat her up and uh, Penelope puts on the brass knuckles and just knocks Ruby the fuck out, basically. Uh, it's good that Penelope's doing something now rather yeah. than just being someone's missus. Rather than just, yeah, coming out and, and standing there. So, yeah, good to see Penelope getting some time. Um, and obviously, the, the, this is Ruby's next sort of programme, um, which is interesting because, like, I thought... I thought that the feud was the Bunny and Anna Jay, but now Anna Jay is moving on to a feud with Britt Baker, by the look of things. Yeah, well, it was between the four-way Ty Connie as well, wasn't yeah. it? So, but if Ty Connie is going for this TVS title... Yeah, so, I mean, well, that looks like... Definitely not winning. <laughs> well, it looks like they're building this whole Ruby Soho, uh, Penelope Ford, Bunny feud around the TVS title, which is quite nice. Yeah. I- I'm not going to argue with it, so... Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Uh, right, so then we get um, the Mark Henry main event backstage segment. <sighs> yeah. Get a little bit of Dan Lambert. I, I must admit, Dan Lambert, I thought, in this in the last week or so, especially in the run of this match, they've, they've, they've handled this a lot better than they did a few weeks back. How do you mean? I think he's just he's, his promo's a bit more focused. He's not calling out like avocado eating internet virgins, and he's instead like, yeah, he's not just going for the internet. He's actually aiming it now. Yeah, at, it's a bit more he's, focused. He, he's going for the hometown heat and stuff like that all the yeah. time now, but it works. So yeah, this this was this is a fun little. Um, you had a bit of Dan Lambert on. Um, the, the sort of the split screen interview that was nice, but Jericho is still a good promo. He's always he's always you know good for stuff like this. Uh, and then we get to the main event. So this is the inner circle. So that is in this instance Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Jake Hager versus um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, Man of the Year, and making his pro wrestling debut, Junior Dos Santos, certified lad, legitimate MMA star. Um, before we get on to this match, it was at this point I seen a Kyle even worse than O'Reilly in the crowd. <laughs> Ever and Gary Kyle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was there and it wasn't fun. <laughs> he was on both shows, actually, because he had the white yeah. top on. He had the white strip on on uh, Rampage. He had the blue strip on on Danowith. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was chanting his A-dub, to be fair. He was, uh, he was well into it. He was well into I'm pretty sure... Is, is Santana that shouts him out after they said something? Really? And then, yeah, later on. <laughs> but, yeah, fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> anyway, aye, right, match starts. So, yeah, well, well, before the match starts, uh, Dan Lambert comes out on the mic and gets some heat. 
Sorry, hi. Dan Lambert. Basically says that Miami's a shithole, even though he put it on the map. Even though it's his hometown, why are they booing us and all that? Yeah. And dude, man, this um the crowd were like well into this match, weren't they? I, I was well into this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. So, considering this, I, I don't want to say. I, I don't think. Again, despite what people again have said, I don't think this angle's ever been bad. Has people been saying it's bad? Who's been saying it's I think bad? I've, I've seen some. I mean, Twitter, mate. It's, you know what it's like. But I honestly think, in the last two weeks, or so the run of this match, they've really, absolutely nailed it. Like this has been such such a well handled program. And like the MMA guys, like the American Top Team, are, are such great heels. They're so good in their role. Oh, they're not wrestlers, are they? Like, so they can just go, "Oh, wrestling's not real." Oh. Yeah, but they just come out and like act like dicks, and like then Masvidal just annihilates Jericho with a running knee, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've fairly sped through this. Jesus Christ! No, no, okay. I'm talking. About, I'm talking. No, I was talking about the, the build-up. Like, <laughs> I mean, spoiler for what happens later in the match. I was talking about. He gets kicked in the head. I, I, was talking about, I was talking about the build-up to the match when um, when they beat them all up the other week. Yeah, I, I, I was saying as long as Masvidal like shows up once every two weeks, I'm happy. Yeah, like, I'm not. Hasn't, I'm hasn't, not expecting hasn't, him to be there. Hasn't, every hasn't week. he got a match in like, December? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm sure. I'm sure he's got a fight coming up. Uh, which is, which is, I'm amazed that he's allowed to be in a wrestling ring. Is, is he going to be full gear then? It's 11th of December against Leon Edwards like, on pay per view as well. All right. So it's a big fight. <laughs> <laughs> See, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, see what they allow Masvidal to do in a wrestling ring in the run to that. Oh. I, surely that's a marquee match is MV Jericho for Phil Gear. has to well, be. You'd assume that they're going to do... So we'll, we'll, we'll bounce through this match first and then we'll talk about where, yeah. they're, where they're probably going to take it. Um, anything you've got? Anything you want to bring up on this one? Um, so Jericho... Jericho and Dos Santos squared off at the start. Uh, everyone's going mad because Jericho and Dos Santos. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the, this is the thing with UFC folk. Like, you've got to be aware that not every wrestling fan will know who they are. Yeah, like me. Like, like you, yeah. But yeah, I also fine. have to understand that for some people, this is an enormous deal. Yeah, like me. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I think I think we, we, it's really good because we cover like both ends of the spectrum here. Yeah. I mean, but just because I don't know who they are doesn't mean I don't understand that this is a big deal. I can't. It doesn't mean I can't enjoy it because I did enjoy it. Do you just think of it this way: Junior De Santos held the same belt Brock Lesnar did in UFC. Yeah. That, that's all you've got to look at it as. I mean, my um, my MMA and wrestling sort of um, experience is tainted by the shit TNA did like years and years ago. <laughs> Is that a stupid round thing that they done? What? No, it was when they had like King Mo and um, was it Tito Santana and Rampage Brown? That none sounds... of them actually, none of them actually did anything because they weren't allowed to. No, that sounds rough. <laughs> it was when Rampage Brown joined the main event mafia. You mean Tito Ortiz as opposed Tito to Ortiz, Santana? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> that makes better. more sense. Uh, yeah, Tito, Tito Ortiz. Like Tito Ortiz was in. Ace of Snakes, and then Rampage Brown was in um, the main event Mafia, and then they both had to like not wrestle. They both weren't cleared to wrestle because they had matches, so they had to like leave. 
lovely. Until literally nothing happened. Okay, lovely. <laughs> and King Mo was just, he was training for like six months to become a wrestler and then just gave up and went back to MMA. Oh, right, okay. So TNA's attempt to bridge the worlds of MMA and wrestling just exploded in their face, basically. It was, <laughs> it was an absolute travesty. Um, uh, right. yeah. this, this has been much better because, look, like they're actually getting involved. American Top Team are actually... And, and they're doing it in a really entertaining way, which I actually they're, love. They're all getting involved, even if they are new to it. Like You can see Jericho sometimes in this match, yeah, he goes, he whispers in their ear or what? Yeah, or he's calling spots. You, you, you can see that, but it's Chris Jericho. He, I mean, the other week, yeah, Ethan Page had to show Masvidal where the hard cam was. <laughs> exactly. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but that was just really cute and quite endearing. <laughs> like, this, this guy's like a legitimate killer. And like Ethan Page, he's just like, no, wait, you've got to celebrate over there because that's where the camera is. <laughs> um, Hey, Hager comes in, Jericho tags him in, right? And the crowd do a UFC chant. It doesn't quite work because Hager was never in UFC, yeah. but I know none, what you're none going of, None for. of his three MMA matches have been in UFC. <laughs> uh, before we talk about Hager, I, I just want to say just a little um, just a little side note. Um, Sammy Guevara and Scorpio Sky is a match I never knew I wanted to see until right now. Sammy Guevara against a- anyone, to be honest. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, he, he he comes in, he's, they kick things off, and um, yeah, they, they just go at it like full pace. Um, Sammy hits uh, like the double spring rug cutter, then he hits a standing Spanish fly. It's yeah, and Scorpio, him and Scorpio Sky work together really, really well. So yeah, really, um, I, I really hope they have a match for the TNT title, especially if this feud sort of turns into like it sort of splinters off. I'd love him and, him and Scorpio to have a big program, I think that'd be lovely. Yeah, uh, more, more on that conversation later when we get to it. Uh, I, as you said, I think, I think that Sammy's got like the perfect hot tag. Yeah. Because it wasn't fast going in either. He just elegantly just jumped on the ropes <laughs> and then jumped on the other ropes. There's no speed about it. <laughs> just took his time and just like, oh, yeah, just hit this cutter then. And it, yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um it, there, there was a bit at the end as well, which got a bit confusing because the camera wasn't there. So Sa- Sammy did something to make the crowd go, holy shit, just before Hager put DeSantis through the table. Yeah, but obviously the, 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 the camera was on Hager because he's about to put DeSantis through a table. DeSantis went through a table in his first match. Yeah. <laughs> you can, I mean, you can, you can tell just by like what he's done in this match and like how he's approached this whole thing that he's a massive he's obviously a massive wrestling fan yeah he's obviously a fan so which is and it's and the, the, you, you can't like you can't fake that passion when you when you're someone coming into the world of wrestling from another world and it's it really like when you get like you like to Stephen Amell and like this and like uh, even Shaq I think Shaq you know for, for all of his he, oh, he's, he, he's clearly a wrestling fan obviously and, Cody's and in, in that match Cody went Right, you can do this, you can do that, you can do this. And it worked. Yeah. It worked perfectly. But I think Dos Santos is another one to put on that list of like, um, he's more he's more Stephen Amell than Snoop Dogg, put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, yeah, uh, Scorpio Sky gets a pin after an assist with Paige Van Zandt going on apron and distracting Jericho. No, Paige Van Zandt the ref and Masvidal hits the running knee. There you go. Because uh, he's in the walls of Jericho. There you go. Yeah. Aye, that's the one. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, Paige Van Zandt actually attacks Jericho on the outside as well earlier. He gets in Masvidal's face and she blindsides him. Aye. Because he slides it like an empty. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll just, go into, I'll just go into this corner full of like six yeah. MMA guys and just start like talking shit to Masvidal. All, all he sees is money. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> all he sees is drip. Uh, and then probably and then they're doing like a little beat down after the match um, my, my favourite thing ever I mean I didn't even know who Paige Van Zandt was like two months ago and now her taking selfies over the corpse of Chris Jericho is literally my favourite thing in the world uh, she got she got a lot of like mocked a lot for looking it's weird to say but looking pretty mm. and she's a UFC fighter she was a UFC fighter if that makes sense I mean and, I don't understand. No, as in like a Barbie doll sort of quite blonde hair. But does does she does she still kick ass? She she used to kick ass lots. She still gets hit and miss in other companies. She's a bare knuckle fighter now, I think. I mean, she'd probably she'd probably batter me, so you know. I mean, she'd batter you and me, like <laughs> even two against one. We'd so I ain't, I, so I ain't gonna talk shit about her. But <laughs> I'm not saying that she is that, but there was she got a lot of grief before for looking pretty. Like why yes, I mean, Aaron, this is men on the internet, like women just can't win yeah, in, in these scenarios. <laughs> she 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 can't look pretty and kick your head off. But when I look at our record right now, right, it, what 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 will we say it's going to be? So our record is, uh, it's not the best, not the worst. Eight and five, eight and five. Okay, so that's like sixty percent. Yeah, it's still. Yeah. So, so there you go. Like most of our fame is from being a pretty UFC fighter. But if you hadn't, if you, if you didn't have eight wins, no one would give a fuck anyway. So. It's, exactly. it's, it's, the, the eight wins are why she's on TV. Yeah, exactly. So you know, whatever. There you go. Uh, so yeah, um, as the beatdown happens after the match, so uh, after the match, yeah, it's, it's a numbers game. Or like these like other guys who I don't know any of them um, come to the ring. The guy with the eye tattoo is Paige Van Zandt's husband. Yes, because day. they they talk about that on. They Dynamite, talk about it later. Um, I can't remember who the other ones were. Who were the other ones? Do you have names? I don't have no. names. Maybe no. someone was Austin someone? I don't know. The, the other ones were smaller. They were, just like the, they were just like the young boys of, of top American top team. Yeah. You already know the biggest names. There's, there there's are, like, so. there's Dos Santos and Masvidal. There's Olofsky who wasn't there. Yeah. And then there's Paige Van Zandt who was there. And then there's the rest. Yeah, Basically. pretty much. Um... But yeah, I mean this, and then so anyway, so as the beat, as the beat down's going on, um, Santana and Ortiz come out to make the save, which is awesome because we haven't seen them like aligned at the inner circle for a little bit, and then they've got their, um, they've got like the sort of spooky face paint on. Yeah, their what was it? President? Dead, dead presidents. presidents. Yeah, yeah dead presidents. They got their yeah. presidents face paint on, and yeah, they uh, they they clear the ring, and yeah, the inner circle are back together. And it looks like we're going to be headed for a big old tag team match between all the inner circle and all the American top team. Give us Survivor Series. <laughs> again. I mean, it look, based on what they say on Dynamite, it looks like it's going to be five on five, so why not? I, I mean, with the Hangman versus... not Dark Order and Hangman versus the Elite were perfect. This one, it 
storyline might not be as great, but you can still do a lot of things with it. Yeah, you can still be a banger. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm 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 really pleasantly surprised. Of, I mean, not that I had any doubt that it wouldn't be good, but I'm really pleasantly surprised by how well this whole angle is playing out. Yeah, like there's so many. As a wrestling fan, I'm so conditioned for like anyone from outside of wrestling coming in and being a disaster. But American Top Team are just they just they just so you can tell they care. And that's like I think that's the main thing. Uh, you, can think... tell that, you can tell that everyone from like Dan Lambeth right the way down to like Page Van Zandt, they're all they all care about wrestling. They're, they're all wrestling. Right. They all want to be on, on, on wrestling on a wrestling show. Who, whoever's went to American Top Team, so whoever it may be that's went and went, oh, I just want to do an angle or whatever. Like Dan Lambert must have went to American Top Team. Who likes wrestling? And yeah. they just <laughs> put their hand up. <laughs> <laughs> But it really shows that no one's just yeah. here, no one's just here to get paid. Like everyone's here because they want to be on a, in a wrestling show and they want to get in the ring and, and fuck about and have fun. I say even like later, Paige Van Zandt's boyfriend, husband. like hu- sorry, husband, yeah, and um, he could easily have just stood there on the ramp and just straight faced, like yeah. But he was, he was, getting, he, he was getting into it. He was like getting yeah. fake outrage, wasn't he, and all this, and he was like yeah, uh, he, he was kicking off and everything, yeah. I'm I'm all for it as long as you're putting in like the effort that's needed to make a story. I'm happy for you to be there. And we're getting Jericho versus Masvidal. <laughs> <laughs> right, so yeah, that's gonna do it. But we'll we'll take Rampage and the buy-in as like a whole, like sort of two-hour show if you want. Yep, that's fine. Uh, so if you want to talk about any highs and lows, um, I think my high is gonna obviously there's Danielson and Suzuki. But I think I'm going to go just out of the shock of how good it was as the main event of Rampage, the six-man tag. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I was, I, I've been invested since American Top Team showed up. I'm all for it. It's getting better. It's never gotten worse or stale, so I'm happy for it. Um, my low, I think, is going to have to be... <sighs> It's going to have to be Conte versus Garrett. It's not that it was bad, it was just there. Yeah, really. that's, I mean, that's, that's fair, I suppose. It was all right, but compared to other things, it was just... Uh, I will take... I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I think I think the American Top Team whole angle is just getting better every week, basically. The more the more involved they get into it, like, the more the more they bring guys into the rings, like Dos Santos. I mean, they're obviously working towards Masvidal getting involved. Um, yeah. You know, Olofsky's probably in, in the picture somewhere because he was he was one of the first few guys who turned up, wasn't he? So I, I was looking into Andre Olofsky, right? So there's a reason he's quite relevant just now. He is 42 years old just now. He's still got a, quite a good record. He's in pay-per-views now these days. He's still active. Is he still he's, he's still active at 42. Yeah. And he said he doesn't plan on retiring anything soon. Oh, fair play. So <laughs> that, that, that's why he's very relevant just now, because he's still that good at that age. Yeah. So Fair. Uh, so I'm going to have, I mean, as, as much as that was a very, I mean, if you hadn't picked that, I probably would have just give it the, the shine it deserves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to pick Danielson versus Suzuki. Because... I guess I thought you would have picked it, which you are. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it was just incredible on it. So it has to be. It has to be. And uh, I don't think I've got a low. Uh, I think the rampage streak is back. I don't think I uh, don't think I've got a low for rampage. 
I, I think I try give a low as much as possible. I think there's only been ones where I've not given a low because <laughs> just, it was I'm, physically I'm, impossible. <laughs> I'm just a more positive guy than you, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. My, my lows on AEW tend to not actually be so, so, something, lows. Has to, so, something has to, to actually upset me for me to give it a low. Yeah. As opposed to it's just the thing you like the least. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is genuinely what it is. Just whatever I didn't like the least. So, right, yeah. then we'll crack along onto Dynamite. Um, quite a lot of quite a lot to talk about on this show. I, I don't know if he was on Rampage, but Tie Dye Guy was in the crowd. Yeah, with the Dark Order Tie Dye shirt. Yeah, yeah. Well, my man, well done. Just I, I can't remember what angle it was. There was a camera just pointing at the crowd, and he was just like that, standing there with his arms folded, just chest out, arms folded. I was like, oh, okay, you've got very grey hair now, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> right then, so we, we kicked Dynamite off with Manakai Black versus Dante Martin. Um, Black makes his awesome spoopy entrance, which is one of the best things in wrestling right now. Uh, the, a crowd member offers CM Punk a drink on his way Again. around the ring. Uh, yeah, on his way around the ring. <laughs> uh, C- CM Punk points at it, runs past it and goes, nope, staying away for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Punk's, on, Punk's out on commentary. Uh, Manakai Black makes his spoopy entrance. Uh, Dante Martin comes out, accompanied by Leo Rush. Punk calls on Bitcoin Barry. Bitcoin Barry. <laughs> so it's interesting that they're doing this now with Dante because they actually specifically mentioned on commentary that Darius is very close to returning. I wondered because he's been out for a while. I did wonder. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he did his knee real bad, didn't he? So it's been it's been the best part of a year. But they, Tony actually specifically, Tony Giovanni actually specifically says about he had to transition to a singles wrestler because his brother hurt himself, but his brother's very close to coming back. So it's quite good that this is. Well, based on what happens later in the show with with um, Dante and Leo, there's going to be a nice little storyline working here for them uh, when Darius comes back, which is great. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, so this match. Is I mean this is just this is a this is a slightly different sort of Malachi Black match. This is more like the match just that he was having in NXT with the likes of um, Andrade and like Johnny Gargano and people like that. Oh, you're faster, boys! Yeah, this was Black doing a bit more. He had a bit more zip to him in this match than he, yeah. he's had in his other matches. Well, who's his other matches been with? Cody, like Cody, Dustin, Shotty. So all, all but Lee Johnson's a bit faster, but bar Lee Johnson, everyone yeah. else is a bit slower, more precise. This looked like I said I said on Disco before I said it feels like this felt like Malachi was really enjoying this match. Like the, the, the pace he had to work, the style he had to work. It was something a bit different as opposed to just like stalk around the ring and spooky kick people in the face. <laughs> just do kicks every so often. But this was this was incredible. Like Black landed like a top rope meteora, um, like a really nasty German bridge and German suplex. Um, Dante hit like a poison rana, which was awesome. There was there was loads of really cool big moves. A German suplex that Dante barely kicked out of. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you had uh, obviously. Black was going for Dante's knee in this. Yeah. And eventually they'd get the better of him. Well, um, at one point he went for the springboard and had to do it one-legged. Because one, oh, because a one-foot <laughs> springboard. <laughs> because obviously he can, because he's Dante Martin. And that would be basically the fall of his 
match, I guess. <laughs> I guess Malachi Black. Yeah, so Malachi just kind of moves out the way, uh, ducks it, and then as he lands, he just like black masks his face off pretty much. And then it's so he... good. It's so good when he doesn't like prepare for it. When he doesn't like lift them by the head and then kick them, or doesn't. Yeah, when it when it's like that, it just comes out of nowhere. He just like whips it on, and it's yeah, so good. Um, but yeah, and he he, he takes he, he proper triple H. He maybe takes about fifteen seconds to make the pin after he hits the black mass. Oh, oh I I didn't even pick up on that. To be he, fair, he, like, but... he, he, he makes the um he he kicks him and then he sort of like looks at him, sort of walks like backwards around in a circle, and then he pins him. I mean, he's been not silly. I don't think he's getting up. <laughs> no, well, that was the point. Is he wasn't going? Yeah, anywhere. he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't getting up. Yeah, and then after the match, um, a really nice little moment as Alistair Black, sorry, Malachi Black's leaving the ring. He sort of gets halfway down the ramp and he just sort of stops and turns around and he sort of nods his head. Ah, like, oh, fair play. Like acknowledging, you know, that that was a like a bit of respect earned there. Like that was a that was a good match. That this was my favorite black match. So oh, easily, 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 yeah. He was he was running close. I mean, he's he's not really been pushed in the other matches because of who he's been against. But this is this was him running close to one hundred percent, I think. And this was him doing. And like I said, you could you could see on his face that he was really enjoying himself in the ring, like when yeah. he was doing this match. And I, I really hope that. You know, I mean, I was saying, I really hope AEW have got guys. Of course, they have. They've got lots of guys who they can put them with and get this kind of match out of them. So it's not a problem whatsoever. Yeah. Ah, I remember my gripe about later on now. Yeah. Right. But, okay. So I, as you, you don't need to have Black fighting every big name possible. You don't need to do that because why would AEW give away? Their big marquee matches. Well, no, because they're putting black. They're putting black. With, I like. I really like this. I really like this dynamic. Putting black. Like Dante is clearly a guy who they're building very heavily for the future. Yeah, it's not just like a squash either. Yeah. No, no. This was like a nine-minute match, back and forth. Yeah. You know, it had all sorts. I mean, it, 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 there was no point where I thought that Darius was going to win. Donny, but yeah, uh, Dante. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. There's no point. There's no point where I thought Dante was going to win. But at the same time, it was really good. Like it was always back and forth action. Like you know, he hit a poison brown on him, mate. Fuck's sake, you know. Exactly. Right. It was ridiculous. Um, so yeah, following up from this, um, Tony Schiavone was interviewing Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Um, and then basically saying about how Christian's still at home with neck issues. Christian then- is apparently a part of Jurassic Express. Get in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been teamed with them now, hasn't he? So, you know. Ah, that doesn't mean he's a party yet, though. So, basically, I mean, the, the, the sort of takeaway from this is just the, um, the elite come in and kick them to death, basically. Yeah. Like, oh, why are you getting airtime? Kenny just comes out. <laughs> why are you getting airtime? What's going on here? Just batters them. Okay, well done. Yeah, so, then we'll move on to um, the inner circle in the ring. The whole inner circle, all five of them. Yep. And Santana, and I really like the Santana cuts, but one of those really awesome, like serious sort of babyface promos. It's the ones that Prime Powerful are good at. Yeah. Talks about how, like, when they've been dealing with tag team division, sort of taking care of business, she's noticed they've been fighting the American top team. So basically, they're just all coming together to sort of sort it out, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. All for it. And then out comes um, American top team and men of the year. So it's specifically Dan Lambert along with Ethan Page. 
Scorpio Sky, Paige Van Zandt, Junior Santos, and Austin Vanderford. That's his name. Hi. Is that Paige's husband? Yes. Right. The one with a funny eye tattoo. Yeah. On his neck. Yeah. Not, weird... not, not, not a tattoo on his eye. He's got an eyeball. Like no, a, like a... The weird lilac color tattoo that just looks. To be fair, uh, the guy who did all my tattoos has a very similar tattoo on his neck, to be fair. Oh, does he? Yeah. Uh, so maybe, it, maybe it's a it, thing. It looks fake. <laughs> <laughs> Depending um, on what colour he put in it, obviously. So, a great line from um, Dan Lambeth to start off. Obviously, having all five members of the Inner Circle, he said, is this all the members of the Inner Circle, Jerk, or do you bring in fresh hands for variety's sake? <laughs> oh, Jericho is on fire on this, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it got a bit, it, I got a bit uncomfortable, like, Jericho just, like, sledging, like, a, a much younger woman. <laughs> Right in front of us. This is one of those things that is like MGF. I keep asking. You must have to ask them to yeah. say stuff like this. <laughs> I love it. So good. Um, so, yeah, he basically said um, to Paige Van Zandt, he asked him if, does she have a thing for, she's always showing up. I don't understand that. He's basically, you're always showing up around the inner circle. Do you have a thing for him? And are you going to try and slide into his DMs? And then he said he wouldn't touch her with her husband's genitalia. And then he got he got some street credit because he asked her what, what um, filter she used on Instagram, and he actually named like two real Instagram filters. But then he got asked on Twitter, and I was like, "Yeah, just Google it." <laughs> <laughs> well done, Jericho. He knows. <laughs> uh, and then basically, the, so the, the the whole purpose of this of this promo is set up. Basically, um, Jericho says the inner circle are ready for a five on five, and they want a ten man tag match, and um, they can pick whatever MMA guys they want to team with Ethan Page and Scorpio's guy. So, who, yeah. Who have we got a choice in? Masvidal, Vander, Verti, Verti, hi. Masvidal, Dos Santos, Arlovsky. Surely they're the, they're the front runners. They're the big three, but do you keep Masvidal out there to then put Vander, Vert, or Vert, or whatever his name is. Right, when When is Jericho, like, touring with Fozzy? Because it's got to be soon, right? Is he not in the UK in November? Yeah. Eh... Uh, Fuzzy tour. How is this all going to work? Because fuzzy uh, tour tickets twenty twenty one. Manchester thirtieth uh, of November. Oh, so he's got until it's not until after full gear. Yeah, so that's his first UK one. Yeah. So all the American ones are fine because you can just fly back for them. Yeah, you can fly in between. That's but... not a problem. His first one's 30th of November and it's in Manchester. So there you go. It's still got a little while. Um, so then, like Dan Lamb gets back on the mic, some really fun little bits here. Um, he basically says, um, of the inner circle, Jericho has the biggest mouth, or Santana Ortiz have the longest rap sheath, and Jake Hager has the biggest head he's ever seen on a human being. He has to, he has to step into his t shirts, uh, feet first, and pull them up. Which is <laughs> <laughs> even Hager had to try straight face that so <laughs> Hager just trying to like trying to keep the intense stare going and it was uh, yeah. Then he um then he calls Sammy Guevara Tiny Tim. Oh I don't disrespect Guevara like that. How dare you? And then this is interesting. So he says basically, will you step up to the plate and agree with their terms? But then he said he'll tell you their terms next week because he doesn't want to do it in the dump of a city he used to call his hometown. He used to call his hometown. That's it. Confirmed on AEW. ATT are moving. 
moving to Jacksonville. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, yeah, so really, really fun little promo segment there. It's, this is what Jericho is really good at, isn't it? This is like this is the type of thing you want Chris Jericho in, and like even Sammy, like uh, Santana's Santana's promo was really good. Sammy's little bit was really good. Sammy needed pushed by Jericho because the crowd started chanting quite loudly, and Jericho just Sammy went to stop for the crowd. And Jericho, and Jericho went, no, was no, like, no, carry on, no, sh- shout, crack on, yeah, do it. Um, Scorpio Sky had a little go at the end. He's a really good promo. Dan Lambert's just, he, this is his element, isn't it? You know, old, old school, cocky heel manager that just berates wherever he is. And he's, he's just such a great heat man. He, he's, he, ne- he never slurs his words or anything. It's no, so good. You know, you know, even for a heel, when you're getting like booed and heckled by the crowds, it's so, it must be so hard to keep talking about. I mean, I can't even like not stammer over my words and I'm talking to you. Like, you know, if I can have 20, like 10,000 people screaming at you, it must be so difficult. And he's so good at just like keeping on track and getting his message across and getting like even more heat because piled on top of American Top Team, which is great. That's why the NXT review that we do always turns into a fucking a fever dream because <laughs> it's me that's in charge and we just get so off track. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, and, then, and Jake Hager, all he did was just stare as intently as possible and didn't say a single word, yeah. which is the best thing to do with Jake Hager. Yeah, don't, don't put him in the mic because then we have to cheer for him, and I'm still not believing that. And, and it makes me sad. Um, <laughs> right, so moving on, we have um, the Lucha Bros defending their AAA tag team titles against a team of Andrade's choosing. So they are up against Los Superlanos, which translates as the Super Frogs. Super Frogs. Um, Lucha Bros were 28 month champions. Yeah. That's mad. <laughs> well, they, they didn't really defend them all that often, did they? They, went, they defended them like Triple Mania, but apart from that, I don't think they, they ever really got that many title defences. You'd like to think it was a bit more than that, surely. I'm sure they have plenty of defences, but I mean, I just never really saw them because I, I don't watch Triple A. Triple uh, A World Tag Team Championships. Where are we? Come on. I feel like I've been doing a lot of Googling here. Um, where are we? 2021. There we go. Defences. Def- 853 day rain. It doesn't say how many defences. Right. Can you see the. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a few of them there, though, presumably. Yeah. You'd like to think so, anyway. Um, so yeah, so straight out the bat, CM Punk just has no chill, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's that's clearly FDR." Yeah, like it wasn't noticeable though. I seen a spoiler. I knew I mean, it was him. When I, I mean, yeah, but they, they they looked henchier than most of does. I, st- I still didn't give away it was FDR though. That's my issue. It could it could have legit been anyone. I mean, to be fair, in uh, like not long after that, they ended up getting unmasked. So they, they go to they go to unmask the Lucha Bros and then the Lucha Bros sort of turn it around and unmask FDR. Yeah, see, CM Punk got a lot of stick on Twitter for this. Well, for saying that it was FDR. For, for saying it was FDR before anything. You mean it's clearly FDR, obviously. <laughs> but I just sort of, because as I say, I watched it, I got a spoiler before I watched it. And even then, I'm like, 
I'm, I'm looking, it didn't look obvious up until I seen their eyes, like when they got in the ring. I was like, oh, right, you can see it now. But I was looking for it. I think if you knew, because I obviously I saw, I saw I saw it on social media because I, I didn't watch it till like days after. Um, I think yeah. once you knew, once you saw it live, if you were looking for it, you'd see it. But I don't think I don't know if you'd maybe have picked up straight away if, if it was totally like blind to you. Yeah, I I think that's why CM Punk's got a lot of grief because the people that watched it live, as soon as he said that, they went, "Oh, so it is." Oh. It yeah. sort of kills it a bit. I mean, it would have been like if they'd have maybe gone for like a signature of the arm move first. Yeah. And then, like, you know, Punk had gone, oh, wait, that's clearly an FTR move. The, yeah, it's not like, yeah, it's not like they did anything in the ring to show it was FTR either. It was just, it didn't. Obviously, Escalibur was fine with it because he was like, I've never heard of them in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know who they are, where they've came from, but that that was that was a fun part of it. It didn't just go, oh yeah, it's FDR. Yeah. So. Anyway, the match was super good fun. Um, as always, um, Phoenix does Phoenix things. Yeah. Um, Punk says FDR are old school, like Frogger for Atari. There you go. There's a nice. Uh, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's bringing it. He's linking it all together. So yes, you already did that. He's, he's linked it all together. <laughs> um, and yeah, so those like Penta sent Cash and Dax over the like with a backdrop up to the outside. Then yeah, that like Penta hit the topic on a row. Phoenix did like a big splash off the top rope, which was really nice. Even though Phoenix was like a weirdly like a second late. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Penta because Penta went for it while Phoenix was still like in the ring and he started like running towards the ropes. So Phoenix had to like get up onto the top rope and then jump off in like not a lot of time. All right, Phoenix can cover time in the fucking speedy runs anyway. (laughs) Uh, There's a point where Dax rolled up Phoenix and um, grabbed his tights and the ropes at the same time. Yeah, and he still didn't get (laughs) it. Still didn't get the three because Phoenix is just that good. uh, yeah, Cash gets the belts involved and um, tries to take a swing at Phoenix. But Phoenix like, jumped over him, which was incredible. <laughs> yeah, and then just kicked him off the apron, which was yeah, that was insane. And then uh, towards the end of the match, Tully comes out. Well, before the end of the match, after the roll up, um, Phoenix hit like Dax with a sick hook kick. Yeah, I, after like. He dodged the first one. Yeah. He's done his fucking rebound thing. That was nuts. Yeah. And then Tully came out. Tully came out to get involved. The referee started like sending him to like, told him to go to the back. As that was happening, uh, Phoenix went for a moonsault. And then as he's upside down, Dax hit him in the face with the belt in midair. That is something you do when you're playing with your fucking action figures. That is yeah. one of those spots. <laughs> it was insane. Where you have to get the timing perfect for that to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then after the belt shot, uh, Dax gave him like a like a sort of like a spike, like a sort of spike brain buster, wasn't it? It was like a really nasty, snug looking brain buster. Yeah, he basically went, nah, fuck you. <laughs> Just stuck him on his spike fucking... Uh, and that oh. was it for the three counts, and FTR became the AAA Tag Team Champions. Yeah, after uh, eight hundred twenty whatever day it was, twenty nine. Yeah, 
So then after that, we went backstage and Tony Schiavone was doing Dante and Leo. Um, interesting out of this is, so Leo's first one, he's explaining away, saying, oh, it's just growing pains that you know Dante lost tonight. You just need to listen to him and everything will be money. And then interestingly, he announces at the end that he's Dante's new tag team partner. Yeah. Who'd you say Darius is coming back soon? Yeah. Well, Darius, Darius is back imminently, so it's going to be interesting to see where this all plays out. And what happened to Matt Seidel? Because he was sort of kicking around last week, wasn't he? And he's not here now. That's true, yeah. Oh, fuck. And then he sort of, he sort of um he sort of offers a fist to Dante to bump him and like Dante hesitates a little bit and then he sort of begrudgingly gives him a fist bump. All about the money. Yep. And then so following on from this, we are also with um Tony Schiavone, just teleported into a stairwell. <laughs> and um, he's backstage with FTR and he basically says they stole the AAA belts. Um and basically it turns out that um MGF comes out and he's like hugs them, he's like, Yeah, belts, and then Andrade basically paid. Was he's going to pay MJF for the services of FDR? Yeah, so he, <laughs> I like this. He said, he said, like, do you want cash or check? And MJF's like, both. <laughs> he actually gets them. Yeah. The assistant has like an actual check and like a little envelope full of cash and he hands them both to MJF. Uh, it, was, it was this point where Twitter decided to be a bit crybaby ish, like, like usual. I mean, uh, sure. anyway. I've, I've never heard of this. Tell me more. <laughs> And basically it said, oh, can we talk about how AEW are, like, underutilising Andrade more than WWE did? <laughs> it's just, Andrade's not had much to do. No. Every time they try to do something with him, something goes wrong. I mean, apparently he's just recorded a match with Pac, which is apparently an absolute banger. So, next week? Yeah, for next week's Rampage. So we'll see that. Um, but yeah, I thought this was fine. Uh, next up, um, John Moxie just straight murders Willie Uther. Nothing else to really say about that. He just uh, this he, is this is building up though. This so I've got I've, I've, I've got a couple of theories on this. We'll talk yes. about we'll, we'll talk about the match first in both comments. Yeah. Um, yeah, Wheeler comes out. Mox comes out. Literally has no time for anyone's shit. Hits Wheeler. Beats Wheeler like he owes him money. Um, gives him a he gives him that like high angle paradigm shift, but it actually works this time. He doesn't fall over backwards. Yeah, which looks really nice. He basically comes in, beats the piss out of him for a minute, and then comes he comes in like jumps over, the, like knocks the bar out of the way, gets in the ring, batters you, then pins him. Music hits, he gets back out, goes back out the same way he came in. Yeah. So I think this is doing two things. I think one, it's heating Moxley up for the tournament. Yep. And two, it is almost definitely pushing towards a heel turn. Yep, because yep, 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 yep. I'm with you on this. And based on what's happening here, I think it is almost certain that Moxie's going to win this tournament. I am agreeing with you, yes, sir. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. <laughs> because if Hangman's going to win at full gear, like yep. psychopath John Moxie is going to be his first challenger. Yep, I'm with. I'm totally in agreement with you. Here. There's no arguments from me. Because <laughs> also, if you keep Moxie sort of. Tweenery until after the end of the tournament. So what we were saying the other week, we were about how like because the tournament's going to fit the, the final tournament's on the same show as um, Hangman v Kenny. Yes. So you don't want to telegraph the title match with who wins the tournament. 
true. So if you have someone like Moxley win it in a manner where he's like sort of in between, he's a bit of a tweener, and he could go either way, it doesn't give away who because he could fight Kenny to get his belt. He, he's never he, he could fight Kenny to get his belt back, or he could fight Hangman as a heel. Yeah, and they've got flexibility there, and it doesn't it doesn't give away what's going to happen in the main event. But I think I think there's I think there's a ninety percent chance that a badass like psychopath John Moxley wins this tournament. John Moxley is winning this tournament, and he's uh, gonna, and he's going to brutalize Brian Danielson in the final to do it. The elite are going to help him with that, but Danielson <laughs> is losing in the final at Full Gear. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think I mean I, I, it's another one of them where it's like if I can see this booking coming from like three a month away, but I but, don't care because it's it's going to be so good to watch it that I don't care. It's it's not just a tournament like say some other company are doing just for the sake of doing it, and there's actual storyline involved through this tournament. Yeah, like there's like what three different layers of storytelling. Oh, should, should, should we talk about the tournament yeah. briefly now? Because it, it, it does get, it gets yeah. at the end of this match, at the end of the show, sorry. Um, so on one side, you have um, John Moxley and Ten in the yep. first match. Uh, obviously, Moxley's going to run through like a buzzer. Uh, yep. You also have um, another another match with a bit of history, um, Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hubs. Yes. And then if, if, you, if you'd expect Powerhouse Hubs and Moxley to get through, then you've got another match with history in Hobbs and Moxley. But Orange is going through because that's that's what this because Orange looked concerned over Wheeler Yeo, didn't they? Yeah, and like what um how better to start getting Moxie Heath than have a murder Orange Cassidy. Exactly. Because everyone loves Orange Cassidy. And then in the other brackets, you've got um Brian Danielson and Dustin Rhodes. Danielson goes over. Yeah, and then you've got Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston. It could go either way with that one. I now, think. if you have Brian beat Kingston, I that think that builds up the Moxley one. That ups yes. the stakes for Moxley. Yes, but also you could have Danielson topple a monster. Yeah. So it works either way with those two. Whatever one, I'm, yeah, it works. Um, yeah, as I say, I think Danielson's going to lose at full gear two Moxley in the final with elite shenanigans because I mean Moxie can always just you can protect the, the result you can have Moxie like fucking paradigm chipping through a table or something going on your own do you want Danielson to lose clean I mean if Moxie if Moxie par- if Moxie DDT's through a table that's a clean loss he doesn't need a clean loss though like keep him Kenny's feared of him isn't he Kenny's yeah. scared of Danielson so get the yeah. elite to just fucking yeah because have Kenny come up and trigger Brian when no one's looking or something there. yeah yeah and then that can be like without the title, Kenny versus Danielson. Yeah. There you go. Oh, just give me money now, TK. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. But it's this is this is what happens when you when you build your division up properly with like legitimate guys. You can have a tournament like this, and there's so, like we just said there, there's so many like little story hooks and like, little things that they planted like a year ago or like longer that they can build into. And it's not even a hundred percent, and Moxley's winning this. No, like I mean, they could easily just have Danielson win it. Yeah, they could have Danielson win it, and I, I mean, I don't see anybody outside of those two. No, 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 no. Let's say we're getting Moxley versus Orange, um, but it's not a hundred percent. I hate to say it, but Hangman's winning that title just yet. No, I mean, we all it's we not hundred percent. We, we, we all think we know, but you know. <laughs> 
oh, TK is going to pull us even more further along with this fucking hangman story. <laughs> Uh, right, so the next up, we have a little quick interview with Serena backstage. Serena Deeb, um, Tony interviews her, asked about her attitude change. And she basically said, I, I like this, she said it's only a matter of time before she had to drag the division up to her level. Which is a really nice, healy way of just positioning her as one of the top people in the division. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Sheeta comes in and beats her up for a bit to the cutaway. Not my favourite part of this whole thing is <laughs> CM Punk afterwards. Yeah. I've got this, yep. Where he's like, yep, nice head of hair on that Serena Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was so casual too. Like I didn't even click on until the missus mentioned it to me. I was like she was like, Aaron, did you even hear that? No. Rewind it. <laughs> Sad Jerry Mercury noise. Oh uh... <laughs> uh, all the rest of the straight thing society now in AW. Uh... Uh, and then we get into what was possibly the most entertaining match of the night it was so internet-y wasn't it yeah this was just like this was, so... this was just this was just designed to be like talked about on BTA or yeah. like clipped off and like shown on Twitter yeah it was so good <laughs> uh, so this is the Dark Order interestingly so this was Evil Uno Alex, Alex Reynolds and John Silver not a sort of traditional pairing you'd think about it's because you always associate Evil Uno with Stu. All the yeah, time. and you think you think it'd be either one, it'd normally one of the tag teams plus somebody else. Yeah. Not, so it'd be like Reynolds, Silver, and Ten, or like Cole or Colt, Colt five, with Uno yeah. and Grayson, or you know yeah. Five with one of the tag teams. But yeah, so it's got. I mean, this, this very much felt like the A team of the Dark Order in terms, certainly in terms of like their crowd perception and how people like like them. Yeah, they're the three most over members. I'd probably say. And it was up against um, Adam Cole. The almost, is Adam Cole ever not going to get like a deafening crowd yeah. response for his entrance? Cool heel, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, Don Callis looks like he, he's reached like deep mahogany. Yeah. On his tan. CM Punk states, if you ever want some dirt, scrape the top of Callis' head. He's filthy. <laughs> He looked, oh my god, like I couldn't even, it, it, like looking at him caused me physical pain, like the colour of his suit and the colour of his tan. His head looked like, do you know when a newborn has like a wee like fuzzy bit on top and it's like scabby, yeah, it's like it's, that. But it was, it's, 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 it's just so shiny overall, like, <laughs> like glossy almost. It's the fact that his suit was so bright compared to <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, yeah, it was crazy. Um, and Adam Cole gets the big mute pop for his entrance. Yep, never gonna be bad, right? Getting into the match. Um, this match has possibly my two favorite spots in all of wrestling now. Oh, my then. So, the first one was Uno putting the Vandal Claw with Mr. Sacco on Adam yeah. Cole, yeah, and then immediately after that. And Cole has Uno in the camel clutch and the books are running the ropes and then Silver and Reynolds pull them out and they run in and kiss Adam Cole. Yeah. And he he, he like sort of he's got his eyes closed and he opens his eyes and sees his them and absolutely he, freaks the fuck out. He, he does his typical smile if the butts kissed him, but then he must have felt an even fuzzier beard or something. <laughs> and went, Oh fuck. <laughs> this isn't quite right. So yeah, that was um that was unbelievable. That was incredible. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I've I've got two things on this. Uh, John Silver just shouts "Budge" at Adam Cole <laughs> yes. in the corner. 
Yeah, they put he put yeah Silver put that on his Twitter as well. Oh well, well done, Silver. I'm proud of you. He's so good. Yeah. Like he's so good. Like the little details, isn't he? Yeah. In wrestling matches. And I think I found my favorite finishing move in this match. Something evil by evil, you know. Oh yeah, that was lovely. One. That was sexy. I think that is my favorite finishing move now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think that's a perfect move ever. I love how after they hit that, so like after they hit that, um, obviously it, it was probably going to be good enough for the three counts, and like Reynolds and Silver like try and cover the ring, but they just miss the entire side of the books run. Yeah, the books, the books just running behind them and break the pin up. Yeah, right. Is Evil Uno always had that move? He's just because he's an attack team, he never uses it. Yeah, yeah, he's always ever since he's been Evil Uno, he's always used some of the Evil. Yeah. <sighs> so good. Do more of that, please, Evil Uno. <laughs> just hit that all <laughs> just the time. Hit that. <laughs> good so uh, after after the after all that kicks off um the elite go the super click clear the ring um uno and silver get kicked out and cole um basically gives reynolds a panama sunrise books hit the bt trigger and then cole hits the boom nate jackson holds on for it as well but this it's was quite... this was a really so even though like obviously reynolds got a bit bodied at the end um I think I think the dark order came out just looking pretty strong in the way that they, they sort of hung in the match. Yeah. The only reason the finisher worked is because it's the Bucks and Cole. They just went overkill. Yeah. But they had to they had they, to, to win the match, they had to turn it off right to the to the, yeah. the top level, didn't they? They have to like I I'm all for the Bucks and Cole just doing an overkill because it works because they're just cunts. Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole sort of stick is that they, they do like take it a bit too far. Yeah. Like you're meant to not like it. Like they hit like on, on Reynolds, they hit the Panama Sunrise, then they hit the BT trigger, then they hit the boom. Like that's kind of the point is that they, you know, it's, it's like the stop stop, he's already dead. Stop, he's already dead. Um so post match there's another beat down and Jungle Boy runs in to make the save. The uh, super clinical bailout, except Brandon Cutler's left in the ring. <laughs> Jungle Boy's got a chair and Cutler's trying to spray him with the coal spray and Goldberg just puts the chair in front of his face so it got him. Yeah, like, uh, okay, mate. <laughs> just Which low blows him. <laughs> and then absolutely batters um, Cutler with a chair and then puts him, he puts him in the snare trap. And then as he's in the snare trap, he's also spraying him in the face. Is that the what that spray. was meant to be? Yeah. Right. It just looked funny, but okay, I'm all, it makes sense. And noticeably, um, the SuperClick didn't want none of it. They they're just hanging out on the outside. They don't they don't come to his aid. They they, they cut their losses. Cutler's a young boy. Yeah. He got himself in that situation. Yep. Um. Right. Next up, then we have uh, the little Cody Rhodes video. This was so first of all, it starts off with they're at like Cody's wrestling school, and like Brock Anderson is there. Um, Cody rocks up to his wrestling school. Yeah. And he opens the door, and they're all stood there, giving him fucking evils. So it's like, it's Brock Anderson, Big Shotty, um, Red Velvet, and Karen King are all stood. And they like, and Brock Anderson um, basically just says Cody's gone big Hollywood, and he's late. And then Red Velvet just slaps him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we work our asses off day and day, and you show up late, you cunt. What are you doing? So then they film, like, a sort of weird cinematic... Very Cody, isn't it? This uh, it's very. Um, it, was, it was it was very Hollywood per se. <laughs> yeah, so it's like Cody's trying to like 
train and like he's getting blindsided by and Brock and on Anderson just like screaming insults at him while like people like blindside them and saying that Cody's not like focused and stuff. And he's trying to like he's trying to like fight off all these trainees one at a time. And then they have a really nice moment um where Arn shows him a picture of like him and um, Dusty, like in the ring. Yeah. And saying that like on that night Dusty like basically beat the shit out of him. And it yeah. was it was he was fine with it because he deserved it. Yeah. And then he's like, Yeah, and um, Malachi Black deserves it as well. So you better batter him. And then Cody just like elbows Lee Johnson in the face for some reason. After that. Because Lee Johnson goes to hit him again. Yeah. yeah he just like yeah. he just like talks to him, then he just like smashes Lee Johnson in the face with his elbow. Like he's had enough. Kylan King slaps him as well while he's in the ring. because um, yeah. he, he he's trying to take a breather on the apron, doesn't he? On like the rope. And Kylan King says he just slaps the taste out and well, slaps well. him in the face. She looks at Arn and Arn just nods at her. So she <laughs> yeah. just goes, all right. <laughs> Everyone wanting digs in. So, yeah, this, this, this was a very Cody way of, of sort of progressing this. And I, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I thought it, it was a fair. I thought it, it did what it needed to do. Telling you, Cody's getting that win against Black. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I kind of don't mind if it's, if it's two and one. Yeah, it's just because well, I mean, to I get think, the final one as well. But I is, think the the point should kind of be that he can't beat him. Yeah, and I think that should be the lesson. I, huh? I think that should be the, if anything, the lesson that Cody learns from this should be that he can't win every fight. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it means to the story of Cody wins. Uh, uh, patriotism. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's kind of a bit weird, isn't it? Um, that, that's, I, I genuinely feel like that's all that is, is Cody just like, yeah, I'm cool, America, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, right, so then, speaking of cool promos, uh, next up we get MGF on the way out to the ring. No Wardlow, just by himself. He's in his wrestling gear. Um, yeah. He challenged Darby to a match. Yeah, but first of all, he, he said that Miami reeks of hookers and gasoline. Yep, that's <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, so basically, he does that thing. So, Darby's obviously, if, if you remember from last week, Darby got annihilated by all the pinnacle and sort of like dropped onto like the barricades and stuff. Was it the pinnacle? I mean, you we, don't know that, I mean, I mean, we saw FTR in masks today, so we know what they look like from last week. <laughs> so, uh. possibly, uh, so then it, it's the classic, um. It's the classic sort of heel shtick where he calls Wardlow out. Wardlow's dragging Bryce with him. He makes Bryce count to 10 in the ring to give MGF the, the count-off victory. I like CM Punk's note where he just says, you know how I know MGF doesn't have a match? Wardlow isn't here. Yeah, that's fair play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it works, huh? I'm all for it. Um, it makes so sense. Bryce gets to about five, I think, on the count. Something like that. And then uh, Sting's music hits. The snow comes down. Uh, Sting walks out with his bat. Uh, MGF like literally throws Wardlow at Sting. Yeah, yeah. Like he he just gets behind Wardlow and shoves him forward. So Sting cracks Wardlow with the bat. Then Wardlow goes down. MGF runs out the ring. Sting drops the bat like out the ring. He just throws the bat away and he's like saying to MGF like, "Come on, then get in the ring. Let's go." And MGF basically, he sees like he's going to go back and then he just leaves. Typical MGF. Yeah. yeah. If this if this goes to MGF beating Sting, uh, I'm for it. Do it. I think that's probably, I can see that being a thing that happens. I mean, 
Sting, Sting's first loss coming to MGF. That's yep. nothing to cry about. No. I think this this yeah, this is a decent, really good um really good little segment. It really it pushes the story along a uh, storyline along. Darby obviously is out, but Sting's sort of stepping in and looking after his boy. Um when Bryce was counting, CM Punk stated on commentary, this is almost as slow as the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury count. I, I'm going to have to take your word on that one. Oh, well, well, he, he, here's what happened. Basically, Deontay Wilder like, hit Tyson Fury, knocked him down, but the ref counted very, very, very slowly for him to get back up, and Tyson Fury won the fight eventually. Right. Do you reckon that but, was like a was that like a turning point, was it? Yeah, it was a very yeah. Yeah. All right, fair enough. It, it's more of a it's worldwide. That was a big thing. Yeah, it was a big deal. So, it was like a big like yeah. sort of controversy. Yeah. Uh, it was right, only so, last week as well. Yeah, so. fair. Yeah. Uh, so backstage then we're again Tony interviewing Anna J. Uh Britt Baker interrupts. And so this is interesting. So this is the first time we've seen Britt Baker directly reference Adam Cole. Yeah. I mean, Adam Cole's referenced Britt Baker when he told Tony to leave her alone. Yeah. But this is the first time we've seen it go the other way, where Britt Baker's alluding to her relationship with Adam Cole and almost like a, a sort of relationship with the elite, almost like a partnership with the elite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then they have a bit of a fight. And yeah. Anna J and Britt Baker are in a rivalry. Adam Cole and Jungle Boy are in a rivalry. <laughs> Ooh. It's, it's happening. It's happening. I mean, for Anna J, this is big. Like, obviously, she was off for a year and whatnot. She's still quite new to the business. Yeah, but she's getting a pre-reviewed get, here. Yeah, she, I mean, I don't expect her to win, like, no. but she's, if, if all your other challengers are in this tournament for the TBS, or whenever it starts, is it next week it starts? Or is it the draw next week? No, it's the draw it's the, next it's the brackets, week. the brackets next week, yeah. yeah. It's the brackets next week, so I assume you're the week after or two weeks after. It'll start. But, yeah. Right, so then moving on, speaking of people who might be in the brackets, it's Kira Hogan versus Penelope Ford. A uh, couple of things that, well, I think that was said just as the match starts. Uh, CM Punk, sorry if it's on the nose, but is Kira Hogan related to... And Excalibur just goes, Ben Hogan the golfer? No, I don't think so. <laughs> then they reference a couple of other Hogans, which yeah. seems, seems to really annoy JR. Yeah. He just goes, all right, calm it down. What <laughs> <laughs> about Hogan's heroes and everything? Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, this is actually fine. I think Kira Hogan's a really exciting talent. I think I'm, I'm, I want to see more of her in AW. I'm glad she's signed. A lot of, a lot of people's... Oh, it's, I'm not saying it armed. It's Twitter again. A lot of people say is that she's like... Better than Sasha Banks, but Kira Hogan. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. She's she's fat. She's she's decent. Yeah, there's a lot of people on Twitter that say that, and I was like, ah, sure, if that's what you believe. <laughs> One thing I will say: if you do give her a follow on the old social media, her and Diamante have got a corgi, and it is the cutest thing in the entire world. Oh, is is it not as Larry's cute though in a weird way? 
Uh, Cor- Corgi's mate. It's 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 unbelievable. It's honestly like top top dog game. She's well worth follow. Um, yeah, this match was. I mean, this match was great. Um, Penelope Ford's really come a long way, hasn't she, in terms of in ring ability. As I say, she's not just a valet anymore. Yeah, a, a valet that done rannos and flips every so often is what our gimmick used to be. But now she's getting a character with I mean, money. She won this with like a springboard cutter and Muthalak. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's not bad, is it? Exactly. Uh, JR calls Brian Danielson Daniel Bryan during this match, and I mean, oh I, I, boy! I, I always expect I always expect this now. To be fair, oh boy, it got rough. <laughs> Twitter just shot him down because he's JR and he does it every week. He says something he shouldn't, have. but CM Punk says things and it's fine. Yeah, CM Punk gives away a main plot point of the match. Yeah, and... yeah, <laughs> it's perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, so after the match, uh, Ruby Soho runs out and just decks Penelope Ford. Yeah, I, it's bit building up. Yeah, I just, assume Soho gets one of them. Yeah, and then the other in the tournament, maybe. Yeah, maybe she has to run the two of them. Maybe she doesn't yeah. get past all of them. Who knows? Yeah, and maybe the shenanigans. Uh, next up, we get an absolute banger of a mirror promo. Oh, he's going just go for that world title, mate. Just go for it. What he talks about first of all, he talks about. Um, how his god has like betray- abandoned him or betrayed him. Um, and he asked him if he hasn't given him enough praise. Then he like he shouts, he gave me a body of granite and a neck of sand. Is that some sort of joke? <laughs> I mean, fair play. Oh, this oh, it's so good. And Carry then he, he basically he, he says something about like he, he drops something about his wife, and then I can't go back to my wife like this. Yeah, is I think was along the lines of what he said. And then he basically said he will be champion again. He will be God's favorite champion. Everybody will feel pain. He said something like, I will only forgive himself and he will only honor his God and everybody else will feel pain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> He's and, going on a fucking tear, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and he, he he was on Twitter, and I I, I think we'll, I, I I really want to spin this into this like sort of character he's on, like because he's not in the eliminated tournament. No. So if, I'm if, saying that, that this is this tournament, right? That was my big grief before I went on a tangent and said it beforehand. A lot of people were going mad about how Miro's not in it, and what other big names are not in it. Adam Cole's not in it, and. Yeah, Adam Cole. Like, Why would Adam Cole be in a tournament to face yeah, Kenny Omega? It's like you're not going to have all your biggest stars in a tournament where they can suffer losses. No. Like this, this is, is this is designed. This... this is designed for Moxley and Dan Bryan to run through everyone, yeah, get to the final, and have a big old fight. The fact that people don't have the common sense to see that really bugs my happiness. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Like it's not. It's not the G one. No, it's not the G1 where everyone fights everyone. Like, once you've lost, you've lost, you're out. Yeah. It's not the same. But, see, you're agreeing with me, so it's not as big oh, yeah. a rant. So it's fine. <laughs> I'm perfectly, I, I want this to be part of Mira's character. I want him to go absolutely nuts because he wasn't in the tournament. Yeah, exactly. Maybe start taking out the people who were in the tournament. Then maybe like yeah. the next couple of weeks, you see him battering um, oh. Dustin. And you see him battering 10, and you see him battering Orange Cassidy and Will Hobbs. 
oh, look at all these losers that lost in the tournament that I should have been in because I would have won it. Yeah, and have him just make an example of them, like yeah. one at a time. Yeah. Take out Eddie Kingston again. Oh, give me just give me that again anyway, because fuck yeah. it, why not? Just, just give me it. Fucking Miro versus Archer, we could get at one point. Again. Again. <laughs> I forgot that happened. But again. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't the best last time it happened, but, you know, they could always yeah. go again. That's fine. Uh, yep, so then next up, um, we have an in-ring promo of Handman Adam Page. Question Dodger is his name. <laughs> What's Sorry. Question Dodger. <laughs> um, yeah, this was this was excellent, wasn't it? Yeah, cowboy shit. <laughs> just proper, just a proper old school promo, like real. Yeah. Just letting the crowd, like, build up the crowd with you. So when you start shouting, they roar. Yeah. And when you shout even more, they roar even more. But it was, it was really a really good promo. So he basically sort of like summarised his entire time in AW about like how how when he came in, he, he just felt like he was he was going to ride this wave of success, and like he basically thought that he couldn't fail, and then he did, and it sort of destroyed him. And then he's had to like rebuild himself. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't ready. And then he, he says at the end, like he said, I don't know if I'm gonna win. I can't stand here and tell you that I'm gonna be the next champion. He said, but I will, I'll give you everything, I'll try my hardest. You know, I'll put it, I'll leave it all out there. And it was it was really quite a it was really quite emotional. It was quite a like and the, I think the, the crowd, obviously the crowd definitely bought in with it because they were well behind him. But like I mean if they weren't bought in with Hangman already. <laughs> <laughs> if you were if you were one of the two percent of people who aren't fully behind Hangman, then this might just sway you. Um because yeah, you, it, this was just excellent. It was it's such a great like I don't even know if sympathetic babyface is the right term, but cowboy shit. <laughs> because but, because because we've seen him, we've seen him fall apart and hit the bottom and then take the long, long road back up. To you get fe- hit back down again. <laughs> yeah, but, but you, fe- you feel so invested. And it's, yeah, it's great. It's great. He talks about, like, he talks about how um, he said cowboy shit is about having the balls to go home during the hottest run of your career, to be at home for the birth of your son. Yeah. And then come back. And, you know, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was fantastic. It was, oh, it was such a good promo. Um, it's, it's. I mean, if you, I mean, who, who wasn't already hyped for, for Hangman v Kenny? It doesn't need this. Like, it's already, it's already there. But fuck me, it doesn't hurt, does it? If Kenny's not on the show, then Hangman had to be on the show. Yeah, it's basically how it works. You have to have one of them to at least cut a promo on the other one, or so just he, cut a promo. He ends by saying, "I will give you my heart. I will give you my soul. Every fiber of my being. I will give you my blood. I will give you my sweat." On one way or another, I feel I may give you my tears. And he said he's 100% sure he will give you cowboy shit. Cowboy shit, let's go. Then then you cut to um, you cut to a load of people in the crowd chatting cowboy shit, including a kid who's like eight years old. (laughs) Which is great. I hope his teacher doesn't see that. Um, right, so then after that, um, they announced the card for next week. So next Friday at Rampage, we're getting Pac-V Andrade 2, Britt Baker versus Anna Jay, and the first match of the World Title Eliminated Tournament. I think they said that's um, Hobbs v. Orange, isn't it? And the top one was 10 and Mox, and the top yeah, the, the, the one they showed, Yeah, but the one they showed the graphic for was 
um, Holmes v. Cassidy. Uh, okay. And then yeah. next week on Dynamite, we're having Black versus Cody, and then two more elimination tournament matches. And didn't say which ones. Didn't say which ones. Just said two more. Right. Okay. Oh, wow. EW is so good, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then the main event, we're getting uh, Bobby Fish versus Brian Danielson. Yeah. The infamous Bobby Fish, as he's now known. That he was known before. Was he was he? WWE. Yeah, he was infamous before. Oh, cool. Yes. Just, they, they didn't call him when he first came out against like Sammy, and now they, they did on um, Rampage and they did on Dynamite this week. So. Yeah, he's, he was infamous beforehand as well. Fair play. Um, yeah, and this match was just do you like people kicking people? Because you got a lot of that here. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you see Danielson and Bobby Fish two nights in a row and one of them against each other. Right, both were with WWE. Yeah, this year, obviously two different spectrums of the fucking table. But holy fuck, <laughs> this—it's just weird that, like, I mean, I, I, again, you know how we, we we know how we do on this. We don't we don't take shots. We don't really talk about other companies and what they couldn't couldn't do. You don't take shots. No, but <laughs> if I told if you if I said to you. If I, if I said, going back to the start of 2021 and said, I'm from the future, I'm going to talk to you about Bobby Fish versus Brian Danielson. You'll think, oh, brilliant. They, they brought Brian Danielson down to NXT to have some bangers. Or they brought Undisputed Era up. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow they yeah. couldn't make that happen and it's happening now on AEW. <laughs> Smart, idea. it? Yeah. Oh, man. So good. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is just a load of stiff kicking on it. Yeah, basically. like there's not much you can really say that stands out in the match because all they do is kick. <laughs> I mean, there was a nice bit where um, Daniel went for like a running kick on the apron and Fish just like knocked him off balance and he sort of went flying. That was cool. Um, a lot of working on legs, um, and then. A lot of like it transitions the match sort of transitions from it starts off very like sort of striking based and it sort of transitions towards a more submission as like both guys sort of try and go for the finish. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of later on in the match the pace picks up. Considering Bobby Fish is one of the two in this match, the speed picked up quite a lot. I mean, I think Fish can still go. I mean, he's not he's not like Adam Cole quick, but he's, no, but he's not the- slow. Because he's been in NXT all these years, the way he's been portrayed as a slow, technical, like like Pete Dunne does with the joint manipulation and the yeah. submissions and stuff. He does a lot of that and he does a lot of kicking. He doesn't run around or all that much, but this match showed that he had pace and holy fuck. Yeah. It was just, yeah. It was just good to see Bobby Fish be quite fast. Quite shocking, to be honest. And a really good, like, grothy, filthy ending as well. Yeah. yeah. So they're sort of like, um, Fish is got like a, trying to get a leg bar on Brian because they've both been working each other's legs over like a lot during the match. Like a lot they're, of you know, they're kicking the shit out of each other's legs. Yeah. So uh, Fish is going for like a sort of leg bar almost on Danielson. Danielson sort of works out of it. And then they're both sort of like trying to lock in like a, a leg submission on each other. And in order to like get, get the win. Danielson just starts basically smashing the heel of his boot into Fish's face, like, repeatedly. Yeah. Like, really, like, unprotected. Like, Fish hasn't got his hands anywhere near his face or anything. They just, they just land them square on his face. 
and he opens up a bit of a bit of leverage, and then he just puts on. I mean, Jesus, he puts on a heel hook, but Jesus Christ, he twists his knee. Like, like on it was twists his knee like 90. This is Bobby Fisher, man, whose knees are made out of like melted butter. <laughs> and he twists his knee like 90 degrees. Uh, and yeah, Bobby Fish just immediately taps out. I mean, I would too. <laughs> that was dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love this Brian Danielson. So yeah. good. Just, he is just, he's just here to fucking hurt you. Yeah, I I didn't think I would be seeing this six months. Remember ago. when all the time when he was in NXT, and me and Jay would tell you about like how good he was in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I when he was I, in WWE, sorry, me and Jay would be like, yeah, but in Ring of Honor, he was a fucking psychopath. <laughs> like, yeah, this is what we were talking about. This. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that as I say, Bobby Fish surprised me a lot as well in this match. Well done, Bobby Fish. Yeah, I mean, um, he he did his part perfectly. He. Uh, in the undisputed era for you when second yeah second Kyle's always going to be at the bottom uh, strong, Strong's third now because oh, well done Bobby Fish yeah you shot me so then at the end I'll just run it really quick so they reveal the brackets for the tournament as you said earlier Moxie versus 10 Orange versus Hobbs Dustin Rhodes versus Brian Lance Archer versus Kingston so next week it's um, Cassidy versus Hobbs on Rampage, and then it's Kingston versus Archer and Dustin versus Danielson on Dynamite. Uh, okay. So presumably they're saving Moxie 10 for the next Rampage? Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, any highs and lows from Dynamite then, Aaron? Um, I think my low is going to be... It wasn't anything bad, but I Malo's going to be Penelope and Kira Hogan. It wasn't the greatest, but Penelope did also hit a springboard cutter and a milk. Yeah, and Mahai, a lot of good promos. Um, do we just go high, man? I mean that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, I mean it is. It was unbelievable. It was in. It was a top, probably a top five AW promo. Can Hangman do anything wrong? See, I didn't know we had that level of promo in him until this week. Yeah, because he was. Yeah, he was I, always I, the quiet, shy one. Wasn't Hangman's he? one of yeah. those guys where I just forget how good he is all the time. Yeah, like every time he wrestles. Like when he wrestled uh, Brian Cage at um, what's it double or nothing? Uh, Revolution. Revolution. The first one with fans back in Jacksonville. Rev- Fe- was it February? The one we were at, we were watching. When were yeah. we watching? That was double uh, or nothing, wasn't it? Was it double or nothing? Double or nothing it was, yeah. Yeah, when, when he was wrestling Cage then, I was like, fuck me, Hangman's a really good wrestler. Like You, you, you kind of forget because so much of what he's done the last sort of 18 months has been purely storyline. And yeah. so we ha- you haven't really been paying attention to like as much study in the ring, the in ring stuff. And I like, only went to every now and then you see him think, oh fuck, now he's a really good wrestler. And then you see him like cut a promo like he did this week, and you're like, oh no, he's also a really, really good promo. Yeah. I think he's he's like he's like eight out of ten and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not a bad thing either. No, that's, that's, that's excellent. Exactly. It's not like, oh, it was okay. So he's not like he's not Phoenix, but he's a better promo. And he's not punk, but he's a better wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, you know. He's very up there. Yeah. All right, anyway, that's for sure. Uh, sound. Uh, so you've got your lowers, um, the women's match. Um, yes. And your high was Hangman promo. Okay. Uh, the Hangman promo, yeah. I'm going to take, oh, I'm going to take uh, a six-month tag as the high. The internet match. Just just because, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's my kind of Jakara's bullshit that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, just, just, just for that visual of, of um, Adam Gore realising he's been kissed by, cause it, <laughs> by Uno and by uh, Silver and Reynolds. Just because it plays so, it plays it for like the animosity they have on BTA, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Classic, it's like, I mean, it's classic budge, isn't it? Classic budge. It's all about the budge. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've got a load this week, actually. It was another one of them shows where everything's just kind of good. Yeah, I was saying the only thing I've got is a women's match, but even the ending to that was quite shocking and fun. So. Sound, right, so that's going to do it from us. Um, yeah, another full week. So we're back for another, is it another, it's another Rampage first week this week. So we've got Rampage on the Friday, down on the Saturday. No buy-in this week, so hopefully we can, uh, that'll save me another an hour of wrestling I don't have to watch this weekend. I mean, like I say, I say that like it's a bad thing. I, I had a great time watching on the AW this week. It was, it was, it makes it easy, doesn't it, when it's as good? Yeah, there, there, there's some Saudi blood money show on during the week. Something oh, like you that. so much. <laughs> Jason here, I can say this, it's fun. <laughs> Go suck a Saudi blood money dick. <laughs> oh, and on that note, I think we'll wrap it up. So we'll be back next week for your AW combined review. As always, thank you very much for joining us and listening. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoy your wrestling. And we'll see you all very soon. Goodbye. What do you get if you cross Tony Chimmel and Scott Steiner? Tony Chainmail. Oh, I have to remember who Tony Chimmel was for a second. Yeah, <laughs> I'll it on. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to stick your cancer charities.